Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and, and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues. So I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe at IT4Whiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Welcome back to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. My name is Joe Yusia, and I have the pleasure of being accompanied by my two very, very good friends, Myron and Craig. How are you guys? I am back, and I am in good shape. (laughs) Amen, brother. Amen. Today's episode that we are really, really want to talk about to you is why do we do what we do? Why do we do this? And you know what? Honestly, it's a really good question because as entrepreneurs and people that are self-employed, we ask ourselves often, why do we do this? Why do we endure this pressure, the stress, the pain? Why? Myron, why don't you tell us why you do what you do? I like the drive, the, the, the business drive of it, the, the ups and downs, the, the, the challenges, the every day not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. I love that challenge. It's always been something that I liked, whether it's in the MSP space or or any other business that I've owned or, or managed. To me, that's that's really it. The great thing about MSP and the technology side is that with technology, you know, evolving so quickly, you have to adapt and be on your toes uh, to be able to take on those that adaptation uh, pretty quickly. It's fun. I hate it some days. You know, I go to my wife and I'm like, why am I doing this? And she then has to remind me. But I love the the challenge of running the business and the perks. What do you mean by perks? That's a last second add-in. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) What are the perks here you speak of, Byron? Once you become established, once you've, uh, let's say... uh, Establish the business and you start receiving some some perks. I mean, I, I 
uh, I'm not a rich person, but I my family lives comfortably. We, we my kids go to great schools. I drive a really nice car that I like. I get to travel not as much as Craig, but I get to travel. Hey, you know, so there, there's a lot of benefits to that. A lot of perks. Why? 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 Hey, Craig, talk to I us. I don't travel too much, guys. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You're right. You really don't. Of, of the three of us, I, in my defense, I do have the slightly older kids. Travel the most. So I do, I do travel probably the most. Actually, Myron travels the most. Not, not this year. You have more miles than I do this year. Just with your trip to Australia. I, I, Australia was very nice. I have to admit that was a very fun trip. I'm sorry that we couldn't hook up and do a call while I was down there under hanging out. Wait a minute. I thought we did. Weren't you, didn't you have like the crows in the background? No, that was in Florida. That was another trip. That was a, oh, sorry. That was just like a big blur. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my best enjoyment of the uh, why we do what we do is um, the complications of the solution or the problem and then coming up with the solution to fix the problem and putting all the pieces together and then seeing the result of what you've done to make things what was a total cluster into something that is now a viable solution that the customer never knew could possibly exist. And that's what I like doing what I do because that is the ultimate is when you can take the worst and make it the best. Interesting. That's what I like. That's awesome. That's awesome. Plus the perks. Plus a lot of perks. Elaborate perks. So let's give you, I'll give you an example of a perk. So we're, we're out, we're having a good time. I'm with my buds, Myron and Joe, and all of a sudden someone pays the bill. We don't know who it is, but everything is all of a sudden free. <laughs> Wait, what, what perk is that? I've never, I've never seen that before. That's because you had too many. Oh, come on. <laughs> San Antonio. I don't know what you're talking about. Let, let's give you one example, Joe. The, one of the first nights you and I went out, we had we had dinner. We go out. I, I'm not going to name the name of the vendor because I was there too. Were you there that night? And we we're like, was Myron, was Myron yes. at that table? We were just in different tables. All right. So Joe and I, Joe and I are at the far end of the table. I was the last. I was the last addition. I went, no, you came because I actually invited Roy, you to Roy's, come. Was the restaurant Roy's right? You just yeah, I up. just showed up. There wasn't even a chair for me. <laughs> and I pull up a chair. We sit. They bring out a play set for me. And Joe can't decide what steak he wants. So he gets both the filet and the 28-day aged dry, uh, what was it, the uh, prime rib. From, from the point of view of a vendor, that's terrible. I get the same thing, man. So we each got two steaks. We're sitting there. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, we both do business with this vendor today. So and, I, take it easy. and I still love that. How about that open bar at the Staples Arena? It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There, There's definitely perks. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. I, I deny ever being there. With R2-D2 and C-3PO? It was not me. I was not there. I deny every single bit of it. Those are the perks. If I remember, we were drinking 18-year-old scotch, and it was $35 a glass. Joe, how about you? They had to open six bottles. Why do we do what we do? At the end of the day... My reason is really simple. Passion. Satisfaction. I like what I do. I actually do. I really, I feel like I'm one of the privileged guys in this world that doesn't go to work every day. Do I wish there was more money in it? Sure, why not? But I get to work with people like Myron and Craig, my business partner, Chris, customers I love. But do you know how long it took me to get here? Long time. And you know what? Again, 
money can always be better, but then again, it could always be worse. It's funny you said, Myron, you know, talking to your significant other about the perks of the job. Recently, I had a similar conversation. I said, you know what? Look at all the things we have in our life. It's not really that bad. It was hell before. Think about where we came from and where we are today. Yeah, it could always be better. But you know what? I, I like think that's the truth. I mean, the fact that we enjoy going to work. I mean, anybody, whether you're a business owner or not, if you're coming to work and you enjoy what you do, you're in an environment that you enjoy and you get compensated for that. That's a win-win. Most of the people in the world don't enjoy what they do. They don't enjoy where they work. They don't enjoy the company that they have at work. And that's, that's, that's half of the battle. For me, I personally and internally, we have a great crew between the two businesses. I really have a great relationship, I think, with every single person in the, in the company and uh, it feels like a family. So that, that kind of stuff does help enjoy what I do. Uh, there's, there's times when it's really rough. And as a, as a business owners, you guys know, I mean, there's times where you, you've have to, you know, not pay yourself a salary or yeah. you got to cut corners, you know, and, and you're the one that has to sacrifice for the greater good as, as employees. A lot of people don't have to go through that and they go home knowing that on payday, they're going to get a paycheck. So it depends on how you feel and who you are to be able to deal with these kind of things. But I think that for me, I love that passion. I love that the drive, the the challenge. I remember, you know, when, when our office manager would, you know, come to me, you know, this was years ago and say, we need to come up with X amount for payroll by Friday. I do what you do, you know, and I would figure it out and, and come back with the with the cash on hand, whether it is a customer that paid or new business or whatever the case is. And that challenge, that that's something that I've always liked. Luckily, like I said, now that we've established and we're we don't have that, we have more stability, there are perks, like my new car. <laughs> yes, that sexy, sexy car. I I like my Toyota. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. That that is a quote unquote Toyota, all right. Yeah, Toyota for sure. It's made by Toyota. LFA. <laughs> it gets really, really good gas mileage when I drive really slow. <laughs> no, but, I, you know, th- there is a, and we're, I, I guess we're gloating a little bit or, or whatnot, but there, there is a sense of satisfaction once you've pushed the limit. And if you're, if you're in a stage where you're still not, not there, you know, we've all been there. We've all been through that struggle. We've all been through the late nights, the, you know, no pay, the having to cut corners, the people telling you that you're doing the wrong thing, that you need to move on, you need to get a job. All these things, that's, that's all, that all happens. You got to kind of fight through it. And once you do fight through it and you land that account and you figure out the process and your customer service is up, your, your support services are up, you're able to sell, things start to open up and it happens quickly. I mean, it really happens quickly, over, almost overnight. A couple of things change and all of a sudden you're in a new level, uh, almost like a video game. You're in a new level and you have all these new things that are possible. I'd say stick to it. You know, that's a great analogy, Myron, video game. I never thought of it that way before, but it's like you you achieve certain levels. I remember one of my mentors back in the day told me, you know, there's certain thresholds that you're going to struggle to hit. And then when you hit it, you got to hit the next one. And he said, one million is a big, big threshold. He said to me, two and a half million is the next biggest threshold. And then five million and then 10 million. 
And then from 10 all the way to 25 is your next big one. And those thresholds are actually like significant in accomplishments. And you'll look back and that's every time you hit that threshold, your business will change. And so we're on to the next one where we're close to hitting our $10 million mark. And I feel it. And I look back looking at all the different thresholds going, holy, he was dead spot on. If you're listening, thank you. He was spot on. He was right. The way he kind of marked out and mapped out the, the thresholds, he was he was absolutely spot on. And I'll tell you that every threshold you hit and every time we hit that next one, lifestyle changed with it. The business evolved, the business changed, but so did our lifestyle. And my lifestyle has changed. So I can tell you that, you know, for me, getting back to topic du jour about, you know, why is it I do what I do? Why do we do what we do? And earlier I said about customers, uh, solving customers' problems, and we talked about, you know, the achievements and the, uh, the, you, you, the things that you do to achieve your goals and whatever, whatever, and how it's great not to feel like you're going to work and love what you do. But at the end of the day, it really is about lifestyle. You know, as North Americans have proven, we are very much a materialistic society. We love are materialistic things like we all do all three of us we drive decent cars we drive very nice cars and toyota yes you drive a toyota and and you know what that's great and my car runs on like car batteries so what but the point being is we love what we do and because we're not necessarily like i don't know about you guys but i don't think about every day how much money am i going to make today that's not the objective my real objective is how many customers can i serve today how many customers can I take care of today? And how many customers are going to say thank you at the end of the day? I guarantee you, if you love what you do, I don't care what business it is. You could be a chiropractor. You can be a dental hygienist. You can be a shoe salesman. You can be MSP owner. You can sweep floors. If customers say to you, thank you, you made my life better and you really helped me today. Money will always follow every single time. It may be painful. It may take time to get there, but you will get there. And when you do, you'll look back and say, wow, I did it. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And they all say it. All the all the big business people that have made it always say, don't don't chase the money. You know, either love what you do, follow your passion. And it's the truth. And it's hard when you're starting and you're saying, but I need to I need to make my mortgage. I need to, you know so on and so forth. Uh, but the truth is that until you don't make that transition and enjoy what you do, whether it's driven by a passion, whether it's driven by something that you want and you forget the cash monetary value of what you're receiving, that helps you get past to the next level. And I think that for, for us... It, it took a few years and it was a struggle. And, you know, I'm not, and I've said it before, I'm not a business major. So we, we struggled from, from that standpoint on how to manage the business. Didn't we all just come to have a, like a coming to conclusion moment uh, about an hour ago? That was not an episode that we recorded. That was a separate conversation. No, we didn't record it, but we all had this moment in our conversation that we realized that none of us are graduates. We all got our GEDs, but we opted for the business world first. So we kind of went to tech schools, this, that, and the other, college, university of some flavor, but we didn't get our diplomas. You know what? I have a diploma. I have a diploma. Yeah, well, 
I have a diploma too, but that's not the point. I have a degree in BS. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've got a master's in BS, but that's not the point. Oh, Dr. Uh, BS. I have a PhD BS, all right? But the point being is that entrepreneurs like us, and, and you know, three of us, 100% were entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs like us don't do it for the fame. We don't do it for the money. We do it because we believe. I know for a fact that Myron believes in Greenlink. He believes that Greenlink's going to be an evolutionary and game changer for the industry. And you know what? I believe in it too, because I've heard what he talks about. And, and Cinetech is, is a killer MSP. And I, I know that ProBlue in, in his market, ProBlue Pro rocks. You have your competitors out there that can't hold a candle to you guys. They want to buy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Why? Because you guys are truly servicing the market, whereas the other guys claim to. But you're excellent. And he's not for sale. And he's not for sale. Not for sale. Except for $5.5 5 Similar to us. You can IT <laughs> in, the, in the greater Toronto area. We get approached all the time. And I get lowball offers, this, that, the other. And you know what? I'm not interested in selling. Why? I have a vision. I have a mission. I love what I do. What am I going to do if I sell? I, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy. It's not about the money. I'm on a mission. So if you have a vision and you believe in what you're doing, the only advice I think the three of us can give you is live it out. Do what you think is right. Don't be scared to say, oh my God, you know, and, and recently us as a company, we used to leverage big brands and, and trying to leverage them as our, 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 our justification of existence. And, oh, you know, if I have XYZ tier one brand behind me, customers will say, well, you're buying this product from me, so you must be legit. You know what? I realized recently that that actually, at the end of the day, sure, customers may like that product, but they'll go to Costco or Best Buy or wherever they want, they'll buy the same brand. You're just a conduit. And you're not providing value. So if you have value to provide, that's where the money is. Believe in yourself. Recently, I, um, I had a conversation with a very close couple of uh, friends of mine. Once you guys hear the story, you'll know who you are. And the, the wife of a person that's really close to me, although they're both close, uh, she's an attorney. And you know she's been struggling to get started in her own business, you know, start home practice. And I asked her, I was like, what, what, what's holding you back? She's worried that if she doesn't succeed, that she'd lose all this money and, you know, what, you know, what does she do and all this other thing. And I simply said to her, you know, well, aren't you great at what you do? Yes. If you left the firm that you're at today, and you came back in one year and you asked to be to come back to work. Would they hire you? And she says, absolutely. They would hire me in a heartbeat. I was like, so what do you got to lose? Go start up, give it a try. And worst case scenario, you have to go back and start a new job and maybe at the same place where you are today. But the upside is that you're able to start the business. You're able to create your own brand. You're able to do something that you've always wanted to do. Now, granted, this is something that you have to be ready to do. You have to want to be a business owner because a lot of people think they want to be a business owner, but they realize that once they're in it, that 
that's not really the thing for them because they don't want to have the ups and downs. They don't want to have the struggles. They don't want to have all that. And so, you know what, Byron? You're, you're absolutely right. There's no shame in admitting that being a business owner is not for you because it's hard. Oh my God, is it hard? Yeah. Absolutely. You're absolutely spot on when you say that. And Craig, what are you doing? You're, all you've been doing is drinking. I am drinking the Knob Creek 2001 limited edition small batch bourbon. That is what I'm doing, boys. Wow. It is batch number two. It's bottle number 5,027. Really? It's 100 proof. Just so you guys know, it tastes like regular Knob <laughs> Creek. <laughs> But it sounds good. Yeah, anyway, that's all that matters. Can we put that Knob Creek next to that Rebecca? <laughs> so if you see it out there on the shelf, so, don't bother. So, Myron, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, today I'm drinking, I'm continuing the old Forrester brand. They're not a paid sponsor. I just happened to um, have another bottle of theirs. The, the last episode I had the 1910. I'm trying for the first time today the Old Forester uh, 1897 Bottle and Bond. Does it mean it was actually made in 1897? No, it doesn't. It's, <laughs> it's a branding thing. But the Bottle and Bond Act was in 1897, which is probably where the number That is correct. It's 100 proof, so it's got some, some bite. But I would say that I've realized that on the bourbon side, I really enjoyed those Bottle and Bond bottles. There's, I guess there's... Because they're, they're strictly controlled, that's why. Yeah, so that whatever that is, it really makes a difference to me because I like it. I like it a lot. I like it more than the 1910, although the 1910 is special because it's got a little coffee flavor to it and all that good stuff. But the 1897 is, is not bad. And I've had this bottle for a while and I was waiting for today to drink it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am drinking a double cask matured. Highland single malt scotch whiskey made by one of my favorite distilleries, Ablor, albeit a 12-year-old. I actually keep this one in the fridge, and I find that keeping it at about 6 degrees Celsius, uh, which is also known as... Isn't that the normal temperature in Canada? No, it's not. Because I can tell you right now, early June as it is, today, my, my lovely, illustrious southern friends... It's in the 80s. So leave me alone. 80 Celsius. Uh, Fahrenheit. Celsius, we're in the... Wow, 80 Celsius. Oh, damn, right? So with the Abelor 12 double cast <laughs> is a really, really wonderful drink. It's one of my one of my top five go-tos. I just... It's smooth. It's great. It's only 80 proof. So you get to have that much more of it before you get the buzz. But it's a really, really nice drink. I recommend keeping this one in the fridge. Nice. Yep. Very nice. Well, gentlemen, I would love to sit here and talk with you all day, but I will say this much. It is time. It is time to hand it over to our very good friend. Before, before you go, before we go, before we go, I do have to talk about a email that we received recently. Oh, yes, and please. it was pretty touching. We get them a lot, but, you know, this particular one caught... I think it was Joe's attention initially and sent it to both Craig and I. The person's name is Nancy. I won't say last name or anything else because I don't know. I don't have their approval. But um, uh, Nancy wrote us a really nice email. She's enjoyed our podcast and I hope that we continue to do what we do. And this is the kind of stuff that we are trying to bring to you guys. And Nancy, uh, 
we like to talk. Maybe we can bring you on, on to a special episode and you can talk about your story. It's great because listening to or hear or reading those messages that you guys send, whether it's through the iTunes or through an email at social at it4whiskey.com, it helps us realize that what we're doing, which we're not doing for any money, there's no monetary piece to this, is really worth it. Says you. Says you. Are you making money? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm making so much money. I am actually retiring this week. <laughs> right. So, you know what, Myron? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Nancy. I, 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 when I read your email, I really felt the, the connection to what you were saying and, and the struggles that you went through and your evolution of your business, which kind of talked at why you do what you do and why we do what we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I know that Myron's EA reached out to you and, and, and try to connect with you. We haven't heard back yet, but the objective of it is to see if you would like to engage with us further and, and see if you want to potentially be a guest to talk about your story. You know, one of the things that the three of us kind of agreed on is it's great to get our opinion on things, but it has a lot. There's a lot more validation if we have more people like you. So if you're a listener and you want to talk about your story, you want to share with other people what you've gone through through and, and your experiences and you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to us, social at itforwhiskey.com. Uh, we do read every email. Believe it or not, we talk about every single email. We may talk about it internally, but... <laughs> yeah, we talk about it internally amongst the three of us. We talk every email that comes in, we talk about internally. We discuss and say, wow, that was that was a really good email. We really appreciate the feedback, etc. And, and, you know, some of the topics we are starting to take nowadays are coming from the suggestions and feedback from iTunes or from, from email or from other social media, et cetera, et cetera. So please provide us your feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want to know about. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And we we actually do listen and read every single one. And chances are we will reply to you. So thank you very much for your feedback. Thank you very much for following us and really, really appreciate it. That's all we have for today. So uh, our good friend Kevin's about to take this away from us. And like I said earlier, like, share, provide us feedback follow, subscribe. We're all over the internet. We are a great sensation. IT for whiskey. Thank you for listening to this episode. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Kevin, take it away. Take it away, Kevin. That's all for this episode of IT for whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at IT for whiskey.com. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) Ooh, let the dogs out. (laughs) (laughs) I could have stopped recording a long time ago.